Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We got him. It's 106 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you along with Derek Scott. This is Oilers Now, the second hour of Oilers Now, brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. Just before we go to the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, the River Cree Resort and Casino, excitement bet on it, open 24-7, 365, into the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, get the new floors you've always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 100. 11th Avenue. All right, uh, here we go. Lots of response to George LaRock's appearance today. Again, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Oh my goodness, isn't the big man just the best interview out there? Make it happen more, Bobby. That text comes to us. Uh, we were talking a bit about Alice Hemsky and true toughness, and he said Hemsky was as tough as they came. Um, Ryan from Pinocchio says, best segment of radio I've heard in a long time. I love that man. And uh, Brian from Athabasca. Uh, Bob, love the George the Big George discussion today. Your claim to fame is hilarious. Run by George, knew better to drop, and you knew Goose Loonies. Uh, well, thank you very old school. Bob, we're the same age. That one comes to us from Brian uh, from Athabasca. Yes, I, in my infinite wisdom, was uh, so stunned by George hitting me in open ice and flying about 18 feet near that I got up and proceeded to stick him and challenge him, which would not have gone very well. But it was my claim to fame. Uh, are we good to go here, Derek? You know, we got Elliot hooked up? Nothing yet, Bob. We're still working on it. All right. Still see it. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do then. We'll tell you that guests and owners now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite, uh, Teppanyaki Steak Restaurant. Come on in and check out their new location at 3975 Calgary Trail. And we're going to go in at this time into the Oilers Now Injury Report. It's brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. The Edmonton Oilers are relatively healthy for tomorrow's game. Of course, Evander Kane coming back after missing nine games with broken ribs. The only player technically, I mean, we knew all season long that Clefbaum and Mike Smith were not going to be ready to go this year on LTIR. Uh, Ryan Murray is out uh, with a back injury, and I'm told the return is not imminent. Uh, the Maple Leafs, uh, Ryan O'Reilly picked up in that trade from the St. Louis Blues and a deal that also netted uh, Toronto Noel Achari. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly is out with a broken finger, and the Maple Leafs also currently have 
on LTIR Jake Muzzin. So that's a bit of a look at your injury report. While we have the, the opportunity here, and I'm going to tell you right now, I know what Elliot's doing and why he's delayed, uh, and it has to do with Edmonton. So there's a, uh, a little bit of a, I guess, a tease for you carrying forward here. But we are going to take the opportunity at this time to do our game day lineup report brought to you by mcguire financial have the right teammates on your side for your financial future for a free financial consultation visit mcguirefinancial.ca uh derek you just come in and interrupt me at any time once you get elliot okay will do bob so we got austin uh the maple leafs uh, ran pract at practice today the following line combinations austin matthews we mentioned 60 goal uh, won the Hart trophy last year in the uh, Rocket Richard, 60 goals last season. He's got 29 goals, 62 points in 59 games. He's with Kerfoot and Mitch Marner. Marner is the second highest scoring player from the 2015 draft next to Connor McDavid. Uh, he's 287 points behind him. Marner has, Marner has put this, Marner's got a point per game in his career. He's got 534 points in 491 games. He's 287 points behind McDavid. That tells you how good Connor's been. Sam Lafferty, a player you heard on the show 8,433 times with Nylander and Yarncroke. John Tavares with Bunting and Simmons. David Camp with Aston Reese and Noel Achari. Uh, Tavares, a five-time 30 goal scorer, was on the line with O'Reilly when the Oilers beat the Leafs 5-2 a week ago Thursday night. On defense, Morgan Riley with uh, Eric Gustafson. Uh, who, of course, was drafted by the Edmonton Oilers and, in fact, is the only Oilers draft choice since 2003 with a 60-plus point season in the NHL in round two or beyond. Uh, Jake McCabe, who came over in the Lafferty deal, the uh, Hawks eating a significant amount of money in that trade, Toronto giving up a number one. Jake McCabe paired with T.J. Brody. They had Mark Giordano, who's had a wonderful season this year for Toronto. He's plus 25 uh, with uh, Timothy Lilligren. And uh, the Leafs have three extra defensemen on their roster right now. Luke Shen, who uh, has been dealing with uh, a recent birth of a child in his family. Justin Hall, that's the guy Ryan Nugent Hopkins took care of. And Connor Timmons. Matt Murray is back. He's 11-6-2 at 2.80 goals against average 908 save percentage this year. Uh, Ilya Samsonov got the start against the Oilers in the last game. He's 9-15 on the season, 23-8-2 at 2.41 goals against average. Uh, the Oilers' Stuart Skinner, uh, the likely starter uh, tomorrow. He was in the starters net. He's 19-13-4 with a 2.83 goals against average this year and a 9-13 save percentage. The Oilers had Nurse with CeCe Eckholm with Bouchard and Kulak and DeHarnay. I know I tweeted it out last night. There really is no way to underscore how good Matthias Eckholm has been for Edmonton and the impact that he's made. Um, Eckholm, plus seven in five games. He's got a couple of assists. He's playing 20 minutes a game. It eases the workload up for Nurse on the PK because the orders a lot of times are starting with Eckholm and DeHarnay, a six foot four and six foot six right shot D and DeHarnay. And then they got Nurse and CeCe as the second unit going on the ice. Connor McDavid held off the score sheet yesterday, still has 821 points in 553 games, 54 goals, and he is four points away. And he's got time left. He's got runway left, 16 games left this season uh, to set a uh, point scoring mark uh, in sort of in the new era of the National Hockey League, uh, that, which is currently held by Nikita 
Kucherov, who had 128 points a couple of years ago. Drysaddle with 41 goals, and uh, both McDavid and Drysaddle playing 22 minutes a game. Now, rounding out what Edmonton did last night, they had McDavid with Kane and Hyman last night. We talked about the fact that Vander Kane's missed over 40 games this season uh, due to two separate injuries. Zach Hyman, 29 goals, of course, spent multiple years with the Maple Leafs. RNH and Yamamoto, I thought they had some effective moments with Drysaddle against Boston. Uh, the Oilers ended up having Bukestead with Janmark and Fogel. That line combined for the 2-1 goal last night after uh, Matt Kreselik blew out a wheel and the Oilers struck back on a 4-1 leading to the Bouchard goal. And then it was McLeod with Ryan. Uh, yeah, McLeod with uh, Derek Ryan and Devin Shore. And uh, they got the game tying goal. And the Oilers have got uh, mileage out of all three of those guys. Uh Derek Ryan, 11 goals. McLeod, 11 goals. Devin Shore, by the way, has very quietly uh, really upped his game here since getting a chance to get back in there. Sorry to cut you off, Bob, but we're all ready to rock here. Texas. And we are going to head off at this time uh, for our friends at Abe's Door Service, where services are specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. So last night I'm sitting there thinking, geez, what can I do in my 1 o'clock slot? I know what I'll do. I'll get Jay Woodcroft, and boom, I got beat to the punch. So uh, we head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline for Abe's Door Service, and we welcome back Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Elliot, how you doing? Thanks very much, Bob. I'm sorry I'm late. Uh, our interview with uh, Jay ran a little bit long, but we're taping for the podcast, so I do apologize. I'm a few minutes late. What a great guy to deal with, eh? Yeah, very good. Excellent. Excellent. Good interview. Very good interview. And, yeah. uh comes out Wednesday. Yeah. What day is it going to run? Wednesday. Okay. Well, you know what that means. What does that mean? I'll have to book him for the show on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, Bob. I like that. That's very right. good. Uh, look, uh, lots to get to. Uh, we'll start with the fact that I didn't bring this up in NHL today. Uh, earlier, but uh, Chuck Fletcher, who's a real yep. good guy, uh, he's we probably had him on our show, oh, I'd say 10 times over the years, uh, mostly uh -huh. when he was general manager in Minnesota, because a lot of the Western teams are, um, you know, certainly open to having their GMs come on our show and whenever the orders play there. Uh, did he kind of fire himself, do you think, in Philadelphia? You know, his comments with that were made no, um, this was, post trade I think this deadline was, when he did his media, media availability. No, I, I think, Bob, if anything, he moved it up um, with, the, with what happened there. I think this was going to happen at the end of the season. I, I think it was trending in that direction that the Flyers were going to make a change at the top of their hockey operations. And, you know, I, so it was just a matter of when and not if, I really believe. Now, I, you know, I think what happened at the end of the deadline, um, you know, the fact that, you know, it didn't go very well, uh, the fans were upset. You know, I, I really think a huge moment, too, was that, you know, Patrick Kane didn't end up playing for the Rangers on the Wednesday in Philadelphia. He made his debut on the Thursday at home against Ottawa. But the Rangers won that game in overtime, and that building was like Madison Square Garden that night. There were so many Rangers fans in attendance. So between that and the way things were going, and yes, I, I think on some level the answers that the – I don't think he fired himself or anything like that, but the fans' reaction to them, which was perfectly fine. The next day they had a, a fan event which went very poorly. Um, you know, I, I just think the Flyers just said, you know what, we're going to do this later. We might as well do it now. 
and um, so they did it now. Um, you know, uh, and and we'll see where this goes. Like Daniel Briere is the interim GM. They've announced that they're going to split up these positions. There'll be a president and a, and a GM. Um, I think they, they've also basically admitted for the first time as Beck and remember that this is going to be a multi-year rebuild. I do think Briere is going to end up with one of these two jobs, and we'll see where the other one goes. I, I wonder if the other one goes to somebody more experienced or they look to bring in a more experienced person around Briere. Um, but I think there's going to be a ton of interest in that job, Bob. You know, it's interesting. Think of some of the guys that have worn the hat in that market before as GM. There's a consistent reoccurring theme, right? You had uh, Ron Hextall was the general manager there, um, right? You've got Bob Bobby Clark, Clark obviously, yeah. Paul Holmgren. Paul Holmgren. What do they all have in yeah. common, Elliot? Yes, you know, they've had four general managers in 29 years. And, you know, the other thing, too, uh, Bob, is there's certainly a sense that there's, there's still a group of former Flyers, uh, Bill Barber, Bob Clark, uh, Paul Holmgren that still have a very big say. And uh, I, I'm curious to see if that's going to change too. But I still think they're going to have some interest there. Like, you know, one of the people I really wonder about, and I mentioned on our podcast this morning, is I, I've, I've heard some of the senior management there has a really high opinion of Eric Lindros. Now, I don't know if this is going to be Eric Lindros, Danny Briere. I think that's way too soon to say. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if Lindros is a name, you know, on their radar. They've got Dean Lombardi there. Um, I think Ed Olchick is a guy who's had some close ties to the organization. But I think there's going to be a lot of names. Like, it's the Flyers. As, as you know, Bob, there's going to be a ton of interest there. Yeah, uh, they did sort of return a little bit to their identity. Um you know, they they went out and signed Nick Delorier. They got mm -hmm. Sealer on defense. I know they flipped McEwen for Lemieux. They even got Hayden Hodson, who played with Connor McDavid and Erie in their minor league team. He had a great year last year. He's had a poor season this year in the minors. And that is a bit about how Philly is. Is they've had, I mean, they were the Broad Street bullies. Was mm -hmm. there too much of a divergence away for that? And is that competitiveness maybe being brought back a bit by John Tortorella? Because when I look at the Flyers, what I see... And they've had injury bad luck. I mean, it's got to be stated. Bad luck with injuries. Yes. To me, like I look at the Flyers, they just don't have enough skill. Well, I, I think that, unfortunately, they've been kind of lurching towards, are we rebuilding? Are we retooling? Are we doing, like, like I, I don't think, I, I think the problem is lack of, a, like, I do agree with you. Like, you take a look at some of the injuries, Sean Couturier, Ryan Ellis, like, it's, <laughs> like, those are, you know, no, those are really bad situations, unfortunately, where you're counting on guys to play who can't play. And it's, it's, it is a big problem, and it's been a big problem for them. But also, you know, some of the contracts they've handed out, uh, some of the decisions they've made, they haven't always been accepting of the idea of a long-term rebuild. Like, that wasn't Ed Snyder's way. Like, we just don't do that. And I think now they're recognizing that, you know what would the you know what would the Flyers do? They would try to spend their way out of problems. Who's the best goalie on the market? Oh, Ilya Brzezgalov. Let's go give him fifty million dollars. Let's do it. And that's kind of the way they always did things. Now the cap is tighter. It's harder to find good players when you don't draft and develop them. You've got to go out of it a, a bit of a different way. And you know one of the things that I've kind of been told today is that. You know, uh, is that I, I think there is an interest in 
stepping back a bit to move forward. And, you know, like I, for example, like I thought like a guy like Travis Konechny, I don't yeah. think he was available at the deadline, but now I'm wondering about this summer. Like I'm looking Love at some him. of the players there who don't fit the window of where this is going here, but have a little bit of term. Like I, I do think they're going to look at moving some of those players out to see what they can get and, and, and see if they can get some picks and prospects that, that help a rebuild. I, I do think a rebuild is very legitimate here now. I love connecting. Love him. You're, you're not the only one. In Ottawa a number of years ago, and uh, he's had a good year this year, and I think he's yep. been empowered a bit because they do have a lot of toughness on that team, and he's the guy that plays with, even I think, even more bite, and he's got some skill and ability. All right, Elliot, I'd like to, you just talked to Jay Woodcroft. Yeah. Um, I, I believe that Matthias Eckholm was, and I, I said it when the trade was made, or when the trade deadline was concluded, because we were still waiting to see what other teams were going to do. I think you can make an argument that Matthias Eckholm might turn out to be, uh, you know, the most impactful addition made by a team. It, it's changed and altered the makeup of the Oilers' defense. Darnell Nurse and Cody Cece don't have to be on the first PK unit. The Oilers can go with Eckholm and Dayarnay. Mm -hmm. Those longer, angular bodies, they, you know, block pucks and you know, uh, block shots and block passes. Um, he knows, you know, I had one of the <laughs> best players in the team that said to me, Bob, he knows how to play. You've watched the orders. You saw them beat the Leafs last week. Um, they routed Winnipeg Friday. Jack Campbell had a tough game Saturday. Uh, you know, Buffalo's a good team, and Boston's a really good team, and the orders came back. Give me your assessment on the addition specifically of Echo. Well, I'm a, I'm a big Ekholm fan. I have been for a long time. Uh, I I think he was a, a perfect. He, he he was exactly what you guys needed. And I think that one of the things about Ekholm is because he's not a big points guy. He doesn't get enough credit for how much he affects an offense. And that's because he can go get back and get the puck uh, in your zone, and he can get it out. Whether he skates it out or he puts it on the tape of somebody else who can get it out. He gets the puck out in a way that, that turns your offense and gets it going. And I don't think he gets enough credit for that. I think that, you know, it's funny, actually, that was one of the few topics we didn't discuss with Woodcroft today, but I was talking about it with some of the players. Like, the players were just saying, you know, like the, the Duncan Keith effect the last uh, last year, just how much he helped guys. Uh, Eckholm is, is, is kind of filled that role in again, particularly with Bouchard and Broberg. Um, I think that's... That's very important for the group. Um, you know, he's a great teammate. The, the the players in Nashville absolutely loved him. But I think that the the mentality he has, the willingness to defend, that is what you need. And also, like I said, the ability to go back and get the puck and get it out. And he's he's very good at it. His underlying numbers this year weren't great in Nashville. They were having a really rough year. But in previous years, it's very good. And you know, Bob, I spent a lot of time. Uh, before I wrote this week, kind of trying to figure out what happened with Chikrin and what happened with Eckholm and, and what the decision was there. And I really believe what it came down to in a lot of ways was they just thought he was a better fit. I, I And I think health was a major factor. You know, Eckholm's missed 20 games in nine years. And I, and I think that was a, a huge factor for you guys. And um, I, like I've talked to you before about how I know that's kind of Holland's way. He doesn't really, he's not really crazy about acquiring a lot of guys who have injury problems. 
And I think the the way he plays and the style he plays and his, how he tends to be healthy, um, it's, a, it's a big deal for him. Actually, he was kind of laughing today. Uh, we were talking to him about how he hit it out of the park by talking about how much his family was excited to go up there and how much uh, his... Uh, his wife likes the snow. I was telling him, like, you don't understand how you won the fan base over in, in like five minutes with that quote. And he was kind of laughing about that. He thought that was pretty cool. One final one for you, Elliot, because we're up against the clock. Eric yep. Carlson. Yep. Does, he, does he get moved this summer? I, you know, I, I do think so. I, I do think there will be more attempts. Um, you know, I think you guys tried. I just don't think it was it was a match. I think Toronto looked at it. I don't think it was a match. You know, the team. This is my personal opinion, but the team I've wondered about, and they they don't. But they don't have great assets. Is is Florida? I think Florida will have room to do it. Um, I, I think that there's a natural kind of fit there. But again, it's it's Florida doesn't have a ton of assets. So that I, I've said that a few times. Like to me, I think that works. But you got to be able to make the trade, and I'm sure they will try again uh, this offseason. Elliot, awesome stuff. Thanks for joining us on Oilers Now. We look forward to your uh, podcast on Wednesday with uh, Jay Woodcroft. Bob, I'm very sorry I was late. I do apologize. I don't like to hang people out to dry like that. Ah, it's awesome. You're great. Thanks, man. All right, that is care. Elliot Friedman. We want to tell you, uh, Elliot's appearances are brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where services are specially. Visit abesdoor.ca. As uh, we tell you, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Uh, that slogan has attracted our people to our friends at Brent Ridge Ford for years. We often talk about them treating people fairly and looking after their customers after the purchase. That level of service has earned Brent Ridge Ford their 12th Diamonds Club Presence Award for customer satisfaction. If you want to be treated fairly with full transparency, you reach out to Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the team at Brent Ridge Ford. 780-352-6048. Your Ford Truck Authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. And when we come back, a man that's been in the chair, former general manager of the Maple Leafs, Gord Stellick, when we return in Oilers Now.